Hi friends, this is Ian here, one of the pastors at St. Mo's in the heart of Baltimore City, and this is our daily podcast during this pandemic era called Every Day with St. Mo's, the goal being to help us stay connected to one another and rooted in Jesus during extraordinary times. Several years ago, Kenneth and I did a rafting trip uh, through the largest contiguous section of wilderness in the world. It's 110 miles or so, and uh, we were doing it with just two other people, and when we entered... In the Yukon Territory, we had a meeting with Parks Canada, which was mandatory at the start, and they informed us that we were going into brown bear territory, and they said the good news is that brown bears have never been known to attack groups larger than four. And they said, how many are in your group? And we said, well, there are four of us. We all looked around at each other with wan smiles, and then they wanted to check our bear spray canisters. And uh, I bring that up just because uh, this little devotion today is is a little bit like a bear spray canister before going into bear country. Um, it maybe feels a little bit heavy, feels a little bit grim, uh, but the hope is that um, going in prepared is better than going in unprepared. And the hope is, of course, that you won't have to use it much. So what I want to talk about for a few minutes today is Um, grieving with those who grieve, because many of us already know people who are sick with the illness, uh, or perhaps even uh, people who have lost their lives to COVID-19. And I think increasingly, uh, it only makes sense that we be prepared to help people mourn major loss. I want to read from John chapter 11, which many of you will know is the story of Jesus and the raising of Lazarus. Though I'm not going to read the raising part. I'll jump in at verse 17. When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got word that that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you'd been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, Your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, He will rise when everyone rises at the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him. I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God the one who has come into the world from God. Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, The teacher is here and wants to see you. So Mary went immediately to him. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house were consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep. So they followed her there. When when Mary arrived and saw Jesus, She fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you'd been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, see how much he loved him. This is such a striking story for me because, of course, 
a few moments later, Jesus will raise Lazarus from the dead uh, to life again. And Jesus presumably knew he was going to do that, and yet still he mourned bitterly the loss of this dear friend uh, because he presumably experienced that loss um, and also because he was participating in the loss that Mary and Martha were experiencing. Some of you might know that um, the church was a brand new thing in the first century. There was nothing like it before. Uh, and when people were trying to figure out what, what sort of label do we put on this gathering that cuts across socioeconomic classes and ethnic groups and across nationalities, uh, what do we call this? One of the first things they pointed to for similarities was ancient funerary societies, uh, voluntary associations of people who pooled their money to help each other make sure people were properly buried, because in the ancient world, uh, that really only happened if you had resources. And um, one of the reasons that the church looked like this is because one of the things the Christians were known for in the ancient world was helping one another to navigate loss of life and to help one another grieve well. So I have four uh, very quick points uh, that I want to give this morning, just as maybe, um, yeah, as bear spray, things to keep in mind, uh, tools to have with us as we travel into uncertain times. Here's the first one. Regive the gift of comfort. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verses 4 and 5 talks about comforting others with the same comfort that we have received from God. And uh, many of us have experienced uh, bereavement in our lives uh, or other deep pain and loss. And I would just encourage you to reflect on the way God met you during those times. What was it that God did during those times to bring you peace and comfort through other people? And then think about re-giving that gift uh, when you encounter other people's grief. Think about what was helpful for you and then do that same thing for them. Regive the gift of the comfort you have already received from God. Here's number two. Don't cut against the grain of their emotional journey. So during this time, uh, some people are finding a lot of things to be happy about, joyful about. Uh, you, you don't need to uh, saw against that joy and say, hey, look, you don't have any right to be happy right now as People are losing their lives and suffering all around. But the same is true in the other direction. For people who are grieving, especially grieving bereavement, don't try to turn that into happiness right away. You don't say, oh, it's okay. He's in a better place or whatever in an effort to immediately flip the switch of their emotional journey. Romans twelve fifteen says this, be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. So don't cut against the grain of others' emotional journey. Rather, meet them in it and give them space to be joyful if that is their season or mourn with them if that is their season. Here's the third. Know your gifting. Know your gifting. Some of us uh, are wired to go uh, very deep with a few people and to uh, get deeply involved with and to uh, take on 
some of the emotions uh, of other people as a, an act of love and uh, entering in with them. Uh, and what a gift that is. I know uh, many of you are wired that way. Uh, but if you are wired that way, and if you try to enter into the grief of many, many people who are grieving at the same time, uh, you will uh, wear yourself out. Others are gifted uh, to journey through life um, at a maybe a, a shallower level, but with a, a much broader slice of a much broader swath of people. So know your gifting. Are are you? Has God wired you and equipped you to go deep with a few, or to go a little bit more shallow with many? And I think let that be your guide when it comes to uh, grieving with people and journeying with them through loss. Don't take on more uh, than is suitable for your gifting. And here's the last one. Take time to process with God. One of the things we see three times throughout Mark's gospel is Jesus retreating, even away from the disciples, to get alone time with the Father, to seek the face of the Father, and to process through all that he has seen and experienced in solitude with the only one who is the limitless resource. So carve out time to process with the Father. Let me pray. Lord, we ask that you would equip your church in this unprecedented season to be balm to those you put in our lives, to each other, and more broadly to our city. We pray that your spirit would powerfully move within us and equip us to do what we haven't yet had to do. And we hope we won't but we want to be ready. In Jesus' name, amen.